I'll just press record on that and we can just have a very quick chat. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just come go from memory, you know what I mean? Of course, absolutely. Yep. I know, it's such a long time ago, isn't it, Derek? Yeah, time don't wait for anybody, Rich. Yeah. That is very true. So um, let me start by, by thank you very much for, for letting me interview you, Derek. Yes, yes, no worries at all. Many Richmond supporters would, I think, remember you in the late 60s as coming to Richmond. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you might be the first Indigenous player to play for Richmond. Is that right? Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, um, uh, I think I might have been the first Tasmanian uh, Indigenous player, Aboriginal player to play in Melbourne in the VFO, and, uh, and definitely the first for Richmond. Yes, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was the first one. Um, I, I often ask people about um, their time before Richmond, and I know for you it's a, it's it's more difficult than others I've spoken to. Am I right to say that you were in an orphanage? Yeah, mate. Yes. Um, and I know. I know it's difficult, Derek, to talk about. So well, well, obviously, Greg, I, that's your I, I, I've just about got over it now. I did have a talk to the ABC uh, reporter come out here and interview me. Uh, yeah. I broke down, uh, and I had to stop for five minutes. But but no, I'm, I, you know, I'm pretty well with you. I've seen out a lot of happy life and everything, and and anyway, but uh, I went to the boys' home when I was uh, seven years of age, and. Um, my sister, well, I was dropped off by the authorities. It was at night time, it was about September before Christmas, anyway. Yeah. And my other, my second oldest, I've three sisters, I'm the youngest. Yeah. And Annette was in the car and she was, went straight to the girls' home. So her and I were taken uh, from our mum on Flinders Island uh, because of neglect. And, um, I mean, it took me years and years to find out about all this. Um, but anyway, she got, uh, three months hard labour back in them days, um, for neglect of, um, Annette and I. So, so yeah, I went to the boys' home and I was there from seven till I was fifteen, Rick. Yeah. And it's what, it's what I think, uh, we, we, we sort of come to know as the stolen generation, is that right? Yeah, yeah, part of the stolen generation, right? Yes, right, yes. And I think your, I think your, your sister made a, a very um, pivotal speech in Parliament. Is that correct? She did. I was there uh, by her side. Um, Can you just explain the, the the situation for that? Was that in Tasmania or was that in Canberra? Um, yeah, well, uh, John Lennon was the premier at the time, and, and he uh, acknowledged the stolen generation. Yeah. And there was a payment, uh, but, uh, and then it, uh, made a speech, uh, thanking the government and John Lennon for, um, it was a lovely speech, yeah. uh, mm. um, yeah. yeah, just for, uh, acknowledging the, uh, stolen generation. When did you first come into contact with football, Derek? Well, Do you think? Red, I can remember being on Cape Barren Island. And, uh, I remember I had this little rubber football. And I was day in, day out, I had to kick this little football into this pine tree. And, um, I was beyond my own, and, uh, and, uh, and that pine tree, I went back there in 2012, and that pine tree's still there. <laughs> Did you have a uh, ceremonial kick? <laughs> no, not really. I thought, well, I can't kick my style 
Uh, <laughs> I've had six operations on one knee, uh, I've had a new knee put in and everything, so anyway, but, but no, that was, uh, that was the start of it, I think, uh, by kicking around the little rubber football on Cape Barren Island. And so when I, when I would have been about, I guess, four and a half, five, five, I would imagine. Because um, I can remember living on Flinders Island mm. in Cape Barron, and uh, I always called myself a Cape Barron Islander. I was sort of born there, but I was uh, actually born on uh, White Mark on Flinders Island. Um, you know, and I sort of got all my uh, all the paperwork back from the government all them years ago, and mm. and tried to find out a bit about myself and. Um, yeah, um, and, uh, I can tell you what they want to tell you, I guess, but mm. um, I've found out a few things, you know. Uh, yeah. you, Derek, you, uh, you, you must be a very strong-minded person because of, uh, of what happened in your childhood and, and being in the orphanage for, for many years. Yeah, well, with, uh, I know that it's all yourself that way, but a few people have mentioned that, and, and a lot of people these days... Uh, uh, I know that a lady friend of mine, she got a, she's trying to take full custody of her grandson, he's only seven. Yeah. He was the same age as when I went to the boys' home, but, and he was sort of knocked around a little bit by, uh, his mother and his mother's boyfriend and, and that, and he's taking it very badly at the moment, I think, I was in that all. But with me, with all that, I don't know, uh, but I just sort of put it in the back of my mind or, or not, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, a few people have more or less said that, you know. But, uh, and when you're at the boys' you know, home, are you playing football at the boys' home or not? Well, yeah, I went to the home and, um, uh, I, yeah, I started off playing. I went to uh, Youngtown Primary School. Um, this is sort of Kings Meadows and then Youngtown there, and um, that's when I played my first games. Um, uh, uh, primary school, and then I went to Kingsman Oaks High School, just down the road a bit, and I never played every week, but uh, if you missed the eight or things like that, well, you weren't allowed to play, but, uh, yeah, I, that's where I, um, yeah, Kingsman Oaks High School, played, played football there, and, um, yeah, that was it at school, actually, primary school and high school, and, and, uh, that was it, yeah. Jerick, what, what did you, as a child, what, what, what did you want to, I was going to say, what did you want to be when you grow up? Did you have a, did, was there an, uh, something that you wanted to do when you became uh, older? Uh, no, 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 not really, no. No, it, it was, there was nothing uh, particular on my mind at uh, yeah. you know, any earlier stage, and yeah. to be honest with you, um, so, so if we if we talk about Richmond, how do you end up in Richmond? Right, that's a good one. Of uh, all places, well, you end up at Richmond. In 1964, yeah. um, uh, uh, they had players from the north, north, western, and went to Hobart, mm -hmm. uh, down south, and we uh, picked out the best players to uh, have trials and tryouts to pick a Tasmanian team. Well, I was picked to play for Tasmania, uh, and then uh, we went to West Australia, Perth, West Australia, for the under 15 championships. Uh, and I came up with Best and Fairest at the carnival with uh, a little rover from West Australia. I'll never forget his name, Max Ford, his name was. 
Someone at uh, Richmond knew that you, you and the other kids, uh, schoolboys, were, were at the, the Moravian Ground and thought, why not come to Punt Road? And, yeah, well, and I, I never knew anything about it. I mean, yeah. obviously, they, they knew that we were there. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, I don't know what went on, Rich, as far as that went, you know. So, uh, did you... There might have been talk from the Richmond Football Club to, uh, to the home. But that, you know, I was never told nothing. I never found out I went to about uh, a fortnight before I left the home to go to Melbourne to, to uh, play for Richmond. Oh, I was going to... They told me a fortnight before, you know what I mean? You sort of was always kept in the dark. So, am I right to say, you, uh, after you trained at Richmond, you went, you went back to the home? Well, yes, uh, I think it was... Uh, and then it was on the Sunday. I, I think it was the Sunday. We yeah. would have yeah, flown back. I, I can't remember a lot about the details, but I can remember uh, uh, that going down to the club rooms and and just having a bit of a, um, yeah. Yeah, a, bit of a small training session with the, with all the big, with all these great big senior footballers. <laughs> and then you and, and, uh, then and, I, and I, I assume I, I, I would assume I can't remember, but I really would assume we went back. Come back here uh, to Tasmania on the Sunday afternoon, sometime I reckon. Uh, and then a couple of weeks later, the club calls the home and the superintendent and says, "We want you back over." Is that right? Well, I, well, the home and the, and the, the committee must have, you know, yeah, uh, 
had a good think about it, but uh, yeah. it was uh, January the 13th, 1966. You remember the date? That I flew into Melbourne. How do you remember the date, Derek? Pardon? How do you remember the date? Well, it's it, it's in the uh, uh, it's, all, it's, it's in all the files that I've got, oh. um, and I've got I've got a lot of the old uh, um things and costs and that's from Rome and the blood came to me or brought them out to me actually from using the boys and himself and all the um, uh, annual reports and everything like that. And uh, I did say the there whether it was in the uh, the files from the uh, government or somewhere, but I did say, yeah, it was January the 13th, 1966. That's when you came back and to Melbourne to, to go to Richmond? Yes. And uh, where, where did the club where did the club house you when you came here? I, I was at, uh, I think it was uh, 15 Goodwood Street, and we stayed with uh, Keith Cleaver and his wife, Elsie. The trainer? Now, Keith, Keith was a trainer yes. at Richmond. Uh, Keith Taylor, he was the fifth head teacher. And his wife Elsie, yeah, they were, uh, and Keith was a trainer, of course, and, and, uh, we stayed with them, and, uh, there was three or four other boys that, uh, that come down from the country, and, um, that stayed there as well, so, uh, yeah. Did you, did you, um, keep in touch with Keith and his wife after all these years? No, unfortunately not, mate. Look, when I left, uh, when I left um, Melbourne, yeah. and uh, to be honest with you, I, mean, I couldn't get out of there quick enough. All right. Um, I, I went to Melbourne and it scared the shit around me, because for a little boy from Cape Barren Island, yeah. went to a boy's home at seven years of age. When I went there, I'll never forget it. And I was crying, calling my sister around there, who was nine. Calling her mum, 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 and that, you know, so. But anyway, I remember getting some pyjamas in a locker room, and there was 45, nearly 50 boys, I think there was at that time, and, and I, I, I put my pyjamas on, and I was that scared, <laughs> I, I wet my pyjamas, i never forget it. And I was never ever a bedwetter, but I, uh, it just sort of scared me, and by, you know, by going from Cape Barron, all of a sudden there's 50 boys there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same as going from the home to Melbourne mm. and uh, on the 13th of January, and it scared, really scared me. You know, for to be a little boy that was in a, a boy's home from when I was seven till I was 15, for eight years, and hardly went anywhere, and all of a sudden, bang, I'm on a plane, I'm in Melbourne, and this great big world, it scared yeah. me. I and think... I, I've, I've only been back once since... Uh, when I came back to Tasmania, I went over in 2015. Yeah. Or the, uh, or the uh, St Kilda and Richmond game, the Green Time game. Yes, yes, and That was the first yeah. time in 43 years I'd been back, and, and that was the only uh, other time I'd been back there, yeah. Well, that must have, that must have been mixed emotions for you, um, oh, well, you know, uh, returning you know, back. A, I played a few games there, and I, uh, I actually picked that, my only goal there from playing in the wing. The southern stand there on the southern side, and uh, no, it was very emotional. And uh, of course, it's all changed now how professional they are. And, mm. and uh, by my word, the, the, the supporters, mate, they uh, they love their club. <laughs> they they come out, don't they? The, the Richmond supporters. Oh, absolutely, Derek. 
uh, a magnificent day. Eh? You were actually... No, yeah, it was uh, very emotional, but I was very nervous. I always have been, you know, very... Mm-hmm. Been fairly quiet, mate. And, and uh, uh, a few words and normally, you know, but uh, I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm on my own, but I'm sitting and actually talking about things. But when there's a, a lot of people around me, I, I, I clamp up and, you know, mm-hmm. I just... You know, can't handle it, uh, but anyway. Uh, uh, after you were... Yeah, I got drawed and, and it was a good night and I stuck with Kevin Sheedy for a bit there and, yeah. and uh, no, it was good, but I, I sort of never hardly met any players, to be honest with you. Oh, right, on that night. I think it was Kevin Sheedy. I can't remember any players from Richmond back in my day mm. that I'd play, actually played with. And when you, when you visited in 2015, not many people would know this, um, afterwards you... You, you gave a club a, a lovely sort of crystal gift, like a glass well, gift. Well, well, what happened, Red? I never knew anything about this. My sister done that. Right. Uh, she only told me on the day that we went over. Right. And she actually showed it to me. We we had a couple of hours to spare in Launceston, actually. Yeah. And uh, we had a coffee. She she showed me this. She unwrapped it and showed me. Uh, and, and she done that, and, uh, and it was lovely of her, you know. And, well, Derek, I can uh, tell you that, that that item is in the Richmond Museum, the Football Club Museum. The, apparently so, and yes. And yes. I, I saw it last week, and um, yeah, yeah. The, no, no, the, no, the, the curator... It's just something great that my sister wanted to do, and, uh, you know, she was very proud, and, and that's so... Uh, well, it was a lovely gift, and if I'm not mistaken... They they have what they what what they call a homecoming hero, where the former player comes out onto the ground with a football, and That's walk right. and walks yeah. towards the cheer squad, and uh, tries to kick yeah. a goal. Did you kick the goal, Derek? I kicked it, but I couldn't kick with me well, my right foot. I've had six operations on that thing, but when I did, I just outside the square. I I think the previous player was in uh, in the square and missed. Right. So I thought well. I just done a, 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 a banana kick and went through. I've done it just on the line there. Didn't make a line. Well, was it was it with the left foot? Yeah, left foot. Well, I couldn't do it with my right foot because of uh, uh, doing knee, put in plastic knee, and I couldn't. You know. It must have been an experience walking towards the cheer squad there, Derek. <sighs> oh, it was. It was. Uh, look, I was very nervous. Yeah. Red, but uh, yes. what did help me was we had a three-course meal upstairs. And, uh, That's handy. Thank you, Graham, but I had a couple of meals of sort of relaxed <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but, but still, um, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, um, now... It was very emotional, and, and uh, they gave me uh, the, the ball, the little yellow ball, the yellow ball, and I had to give it to one of the little kids as I was walking back off the rain towards where I uh, came from. And uh, I had to give it to one, uh, autographed it and give it to one of the little kids. And all the kids were jumping up and down and yelling out and putting their hands out. And <laughs> there was just a little boy just behind most of them, all the ones that were yelling out. And he, he's just looking at me just to say, can I have this ball and I go to him. You know, he, he never said boo. And there's all the other kids in front of him and yelling and screaming. And then you know, I saw this little boy, I thought, well, he's having it. Well, and, uh, yeah, mate, uh, it seemed and actually walking off, Red, yeah. somebody said, hello, Derek. And he came running down, he was, he was. and it was uh, Neil Barm's brother, Ian. Yes, yes. Ian Barm, who I haven't seen yeah. for 43, 44 years. 
Well, it seems fitting. Unbelievable. It, it, it seems fitting that you, you, you chose the quiet boy um, to give the ball to, I think, Derek. That's right, yeah. And he was just, just in behind him, looking out and, yeah. and just looking at me. It's just to say, can I have this ball, you know, and, uh, uh, and I said, yeah, mate. Uh, now, when you were at Richmond, you were actually a, a, a very, a, quite a fast runner. How fast were you, Derek? Well, I won four gifts. Uh, I, ran, I ran amateur for a season with some Stephen Darius. And they actually had their club rooms just in uh, front right there, just over where they used to have the, uh, the, the cricket club over there. But anyway, um, you know, I ran, uh, I ran professional for one year, uh, and uh, we were going to set the try and have a go at Mary at uh, Stoll, but I was only young, only seven and a half, well, maybe 18. And anyway, the club wouldn't let me uh, run at Stoll because the football started at Easter time, you see. Right. Uh, back then, and, uh, and, uh, and so, Bill Baromeo, Bill Baromeo, you used to train yourself, train Bond and your father, Kevin. That's right, yeah. And we used to train together at Punt Road and, uh, and that, and, um, so we went up to, uh, have a go at Maryborough, New Year's Day, so, I think it was, uh, I think Kevin came up, your father came up with us, it was, uh, Graham Bond, his father was driving, and, uh, and I think there was three of us in the back seat, I think. Yeah, your father was it. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep that, but uh, Kevin Bob had a... I'll put you right there, but uh, we drove up to Maryborough, and um, Kevin... Uh, I don't know, he, he never... Well, him and Graham never made the final, but I won it, actually. And uh, before I... Uh, I wouldn't have known what six to one meant, but that was the price I was with the bookies. Right. Apparently, if a few of the footballs won't be known to me, because I just didn't know what six to one meant. And I was just went up Vegas and trying to win this race. And uh, apparently, a few of the footballs went up there and went the boogies out. <laughs> and they got six to one, I think they said something. And uh, yeah, I, I won the final. Right. And I think it was, it was about <clears throat> 1968. Yeah. It was about $600. That was a lot of money. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, I, uh, Dame and I, Graham Bond and I represented Richmond two years in a row and, uh, for the footballers race, which. Oh, yes. They have now you day, uh, day, grand final day. Right, yeah, the sprints, like a and sprint, I, yeah. I, I, I won that two years in a row. Right. Uh, well, uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, everything went, Hey, well, it would be football and was, uh, training, uh, training there, punk road one night and contest work. It was against Kiki Clay and, uh, I got the front, put the ball, went to right and turned back left quick and dumb under, back in. So I missed nine games, tried a couple of reserves back in the seniors again and dumb knee. It was 14 weeks. So I'm always, I had two careers, I'd played 10 games and be back when, and then come back, got back in the seniors, played another 10 games, and thought, oh, here we go again, another, uh, good long career, and, uh, my knees went, and, uh, mm. I just stopped on the plane, mate, come back home, I, I was just sick of Melbourne too, actually, to be honest with you. I, I didn't like it at all, 
So you're back. You're back when during a, a training drill. That was the first yeah, yeah, injury. Yes, yeah, it was a yeah in contest work. Yeah, and, and then your knee and the other time. And then I missed nine games. Got back, uh, played a couple of reserve back in the seniors again. Played another ten games, tried to, and then the knees went. And uh, I've, I've, I've had six operations now. I mean, now you mm-hmm. back's not much, but I. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I think your first game for the seniors, was it against Melbourne? It was, yes, I was on the bench. Right. Now, what happened, Rick, was I don't think many players have ever done it. Um, I played under 19 reserves and seniors in the one year. Oh, right. And that, and that game was the last, was one of the last games of the year, actually, I was on the bench. And it came on the last 10 minutes. It was at the MCG. Yes. Yeah, I got a couple of grabs, but I think it was about the last 10 minutes of all come on. But yeah, 119 reserves and seniors in the one year. Well, that, that shows yeah. that shows what a, uh, I think, what a, a fit player you were and also a, a determined player you were. Yeah, I came. I, know third, I came third and fourth and the best and fairest in the... Uh, the Gardner medal was the reserves and the, uh, I think what they called the... The Morris medal, was it, under 19? Yes, correct, yeah. Yeah, well, I came third in one and fourth and the other in the in the, the best and fairest in the competition and because it was played nearly half and half and then I played that one game in the seniors. Mm. And I was set for a career, you know, and, uh, and and injuries got me. You know, it just wasn't meant to be, Brett, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, was there, w- were there many Indigenous players playing in the league at that time, Derek? I can't be, I'm thinking back, uh, Normie McDonald played for Essendon, but it was before, before my time. Yeah. It was Arpac Franker, apparently it was a champion for Arpac Franker, but, um, no, I can't. Mm. Can't remember any, well, Polly Farmer was playing for Geelong, he, he was, because uh, uh, he was nearly finished when I was uh, coming through the grades. Yeah. Yeah. But he was uh, a magnificent, you know, he was a champion footballer. I just admired him, actually, you know, the way he used to go about his work and, and that. But no, um, Derek, no I can't really, I, I can't really place any Aboriginal players, to be honest with you. Yeah. How, but, you know, I mean, it's not like it is today, but no. they're everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. How, how did the crowd react to you, Derek? <laughs> Were, were, well, were you were you the subject of abuse at all by people, or were they quite supportive? I can't, it might have been just the odd one, but I can't remember that as much as some of as a few of the players. Uh, there was a couple of players that was, uh, oh. you know, that uh, yeah, they used to call you back this, back that. Right. It might have been the odd one or two, but yeah. but uh, you know, I used to just concentrate on the game and. Yeah. But uh, it used to, inside me, it used to fire me up more. 
Have you heard that? You know, and uh, it sort of just make you go that a little bit harder. It's interesting you say that because I interviewed Morris Rioli, who mm. said the similar thing when yeah. he heard comments like that from the crowd, how he mm. used that as motivation. As, as motivation, that's, that's quite true. And it was with me, I was, you know, uh, we're all competitive, but I was, I like to think that I was very, very competitive, you know, to say that you know what I mean, but... Uh, well, that, yeah. that still must have been quite a, 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 a difficult time for you because you're only a teenager and... Well, I was only 18 when I made the seniors. Yeah, yeah. and you've got uh, these men around you, some of them, you know, racist. Um, no, there was a Geelong player. Yeah. Just after I kicked his, his first and only goal on the MCG was against Geelong. Oh. I threw it down from the wing and uh, Eric Moore was playing half four flank and he, he marked and handballed and I kicked the goal on the run and... Went back to the Senate and I can remember, I don't know who the player was, some people play black pass or something. Hmm. And I didn't even look to see where it came from, you know, but yeah. uh, that sort of, yeah, it fired me up a bit, motivated, yeah. Was there, were there people at the club who were, who you became sort of close with at all in your short time at Richmond? Or you sort of uh, hung around? Uh, with? Well, there was only the, the, the Players that would uh, stay with Elsie and Keith Cleaver uh, in Woodward okay. Street. Yep. And uh, Paul Morrison was one. He played at senior football. We both played at, played, uh, at a Waverley Park. Uh, and we were both staying with Elsie and Keith. And Darrell Cummings. Oh, yes, yeah. Cummings, uh, you got to know him. Hmm. Um, so there was a few. And Will, yeah, Will Dingerton yes. played back pocket early in the career. Yeah. Because, all because they were staying at Keith and Elsie's, but as far as the other bit about it, no, I, uh, I was staying out at, uh, East Campbell after that, uh, and Charlie Priestley, he was, uh, played for Richmond many years ago and he was on the committee. Yep. And Charlie had a son, Trevor. Mm-hmm. And Trevor and I used to knock around together and, they're a good friends, but as far as, as I say, I came back here when I was 21, and, um, but no, I never got very close to me, the, the, the footballs I played, but to be honest with you, no. Can we just quickly, I don't want to take up too much of your time, can, yeah. can we just quickly talk about some of the coaches? I think you had Bill Baromeo as your fourths. Um, uh, he, he was the, our running coach. Our one and only coach was... Slug Jordan? Uh, Slug Jordan, Ray Jordan. Now, can I just say, Derek, um, of all the people you're going to meet at Richmond, you meet Slug Jordan, who um, has quite a way with words, doesn't he? Oh, yes. His language. I'll never forget one day, mate, and I hated him ever since, to be honest with you. We're playing under 19 at Victoria Park against Collingwood, and just on our time, I... Went up and talk, uh, take a mark from behind and come to the ground, they kicked the goal and put him a point or two in front. And Slug Jordan came out and he called me a black, black this and black everything, mate. And, uh, yeah. after the game, but well, that tied me up. I, I think I was the best of the green after that. He came and thanked me afterwards, but I just think it was the wrong, wrong way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. uh, yes, um. And in the reserves, uh, if we can say, I think John Nix. John Nix was a coach, uh, and Verdon Howe was the coach of the Reserves Premiership team in 71, I played him. Oh, that's right, you did too, didn't you? Yes. Now, who was that Burton against, Howe, do you remember? Uh, 
Pardon? Who, who was that premiership against? Was that against Essendon? Uh, it was Essendon, I think. Yes. Well, yeah. And you were on, you were on the wing, because you, you were a wingman, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, on the wing. I uh, had a run on the ball. But, but in the changes, I was actually, uh, I had a career set half back flank and used to use me pace, so, so, you know, I just and played there. So I couldn't get a game in the centre because you had <laughs> Francis Burke in one wing, Dickie Klein in the other, and Billy Barrett in the middle. <laughs> well, that was the Victorian centre line when they picked the Victorian team, so. <laughs> I had no hope of getting the, you know, either I was best on the ground every week in the reserves. Yeah. It didn't matter. I mean, that was your Victorian team bad there. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I couldn't get, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I was very lucky to come through, um, correct, with, uh, I played under 17's Premiership, under 19's Premiership, Reserves Premiership, and I was a part of the 1969 Premiership, and that was my first game. <laughs> So I've got my fader in that one as well. I was going to say, I think you're in the team photo, aren't you, of 69? Yeah, right in the bottom right-hand side, uh, and that was my first senior game, but, uh, uh, yeah, so... Now, can I, can I just ask about the coach, Tom Hafey? How was he with you? Uh, oh, I don't know, he's a pretty hard man. He, yeah. he uh, used to go on all the runs with us. Right. I got an all right team, but I wasn't that close to him. I was only just trying to make the senior side, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but there's not much that I can think of to talk about him because, no, 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 it was just that long time ago. And, and I was, um, he was a hard taskmaster. Uh, and he expected, you know, 100% every time he went out of the train, but... He used to get on me back a little bit, but, uh, yeah, but he was a fitness fanatic himself, of course. So he used to go on the, on, on the, uh, uh, pre-season runs and beat most of us, I think. I was going to say, you, I think... I, 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 know, I know your father and I, Kevin and I, we used to come last in, in, in the running because it was long distance. We <laughs> weren't built for bloody running long distance. We used to do it. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Uh, we came to the sprint work. Well, yes, we used to be up the front. Huh. Yeah. But as far as uh, long distance, we, uh, you, we used to do it. Well, I was going to... run it, but we uh, weren't built for long distance. We weren't... Uh, yeah, we were only built for speed. <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 did, where did you do some of the pre-seasons? Were you just running up sand dunes or up the hills or...? Yeah, the botanical gardens. Yep, yep. Uh, just a, uh, a lot of 400s... Uh, we park right heading over to Olympic Park to the oval there in between there. I can think what they call the oval now, but yeah. that's it. It's still there. It's in there, it's a deal on pre-season work. I ran the Botanical Gardens and, and that, uh, we did, uh, there was a few of us, uh, it was Kevin, I think Kevin, Rainbond, myself. We were guests of uh, uh, Percy Serity down at Quartzy. Yes. And uh, we stayed for the weekend, and we ate his special food and whatever. And uh, yeah, he was a great man. Hmm. You never get he, uh, he gave me a book and signed it. And anyway, uh, we went up that famous St. June and had a tie up there, and we thought we were fairly fit. We went up there about seven or eight times, and, you know, that was it. Uh, but uh, Herb Elliott, I think he held the record 65 or 56 times, non-stop. 
<laughs> After San June. <laughs> After one San June. famous San June at Porchy. Yeah. Um, because Sir Billy, uh, he was never beaten over a mile or 1,500 metres. Yeah. Um, he was never beaten. And he had, that's where he used to train up and down them San Dunes. And, you know, you end in 1971, and as you said, uh, Melbourne was a bit a bit big for you. I mean, you're only 20 years of age when you left Richmond. Yeah, 21 when I come back. Yeah. Yeah, I came back about January, February or something, I think. Do you still follow uh, Richmond, uh, Derek? Of course, yeah, I, I, I would never change. That's great. Um, no, a few people ask me, of course I'd bloody good Why would I want to... Uh, now, uh, I just wanted to ask, in the time that you were there, which was from 1968 to 1971, uh, uh, 19, uh, in, in, your, in your memory, either in the seniors or the reserves or the under-19s, who were some of the very good players that you saw at Richmond? Uh, well, a few people have asked me that. Yes. And pound for pound, if you wanted to play up in the, in the trenches with you, was Francis Burke. Uh, it was the most brilliant player. Um, the, uh, the last thing was, he was the best player. I, I said Francis Burke. Mm. You know, and I said, if you wanted to play up in the trenches with you, up um, front, he'd be the man to have. And, uh, yeah. and I said, well, probably the best uh, skill of football I've seen was, uh, was uh, Stewart, actually. Right, yeah. Uh, he, he played the 31 and won third penalty, didn't he, I think? That's correct, yeah, he did. Absolutely. You can't come to Gilda, but um, I've got a lot of champion footballers there, you know. Yeah. I brought a starter course, and of course, uh, your father, Kevin, and, but yeah. hey, you sure was the most brilliant footballer. I was always concerned, you know what I mean? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Derek, can I just say on behalf of all the Richmond supporters, thank you for coming over to the big city and playing for Richmond. Um, yeah, mate, I've heard. We're really appreciative of that, so thank you so much for, I mean, at a time in your life, um, coming over to Richmond and, and playing football, and I think we, we, owe, we owe you so much for that, so we appreciate that very much. Yeah, no, no, look, it was an honour uh, to see you and speak to you, and, uh, yeah, just to go back over the years, a few memories, and come back to you, and... Uh, no, it was interesting. Anyway, but thank you very much for, uh, for allowing me the uh, chance to do that. And your memory's still great, too. You had some... You were oh, very yeah, sharp. Yeah, uh, uh, the one thing said, oh, you want to get your scrapbook, said, I said, well, me, the old store's got them. I said, I'll just go from memory. Well, uh, And I can remember everything, yeah. Uh, that's just all about the supporters. <laughs> yeah. My sister and I, she came with me, and we went to the Morris Friali uh, after the game. Yep. Lived in the Morris Rioli uh, room and met uh, a support up to get a beer and uh, they shared me and that one and they, they, they come and hanging around they said, and empty glass, he said, you start singing the Richmond same song, I'll buy you beer. Well, I got there and I had a rip and they all joined in and uh, I didn't have to buy a beer that night. 